Welcome to Freed Up. This is the podcast that makes life feel lighter. I'm your host, Tina Robertson, and if you're wanting to live freed up and not fed up, stay connected right here. Pull up your seat. Join us in this place where faith and mental health meet. We're getting it all started in just a moment. Hi there, super glad to be back for yet another episode of Freed Up. And as always, I'm so grateful that you choose this podcast as a resource for the support of your spiritual and mental health growth and development. I'm Tina, a mental health trainer and therapist, a believer, and most of all, I'm walking this road with you as we all seek to live freed up and not fed up. I want to give a shout out to all of you who support this podcast. No matter where you've come in on this podcasting life with Freed Up, just know you are a blessing to me and you are the reason why Freed Up is still doing its thing. Now, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And I hope you find this as a useful resource to elevate your faith in mental health. Stay a while, all of you. Let's get started. Now, before we get into today's topic, I want to follow up with you to see if you were able to identify a particular key investing principle from our most recent episode that you want to make a core focus for your investing work this year. As a brief refresher, we talked about the importance of investing into our relationships this year with God, ourselves, and others, and by doing it wisely, wholly, expectantly, and consistently. And we briefly discussed a few strategies and exercises for guiding us in each of these areas. I do hope you are encouraging yourself as you apply these practices towards your process of getting freed up. So today I want to spend some time digging a little bit deeper into some of what I see that feels like a little of the reality gets blurred and missing in some of the popular mental health vernacular and well-intended memes quotes, posts, and reels that I see floating around on Instagram, TikTok, and other social media platforms. But when we truly stop to consider the thoughts conveyed and put them up against God's word and what we know to be true about our mental health, we have to really get curious and reflective and think about more deeply what we're hearing and seeing. We live in this space and time where there's so much out there that looks glitzy and glammed up, Put it on a profile, choose a platform, and voila, have a little strategy and masterclassing and branding, and you can put something out, get attention for it, even get thousands of followers and a bit of notoriety, and there still can be elements where we have to think about what we're reading and what we're seeing. Some of them who post have professional training, and some do not. Some are requoting what they've heard and it sounds good and it even makes sense on the surface. But what may seem harmless is often the opposite and can create barriers to our understanding and also put pitfalls in our way as we process toward our growth and change. And while we may not all have similar experiences, backgrounds, and expertise, what we all have is an opinion. Please note, even Freed Up's platform is based upon my interpretation or that of the guests of this show that we believe to be true from current clinical research in mental health 
and biblical interpretation. So that is what gives us this intersection of faith and mental health, right? But I can say this much. What I present is my best efforts toward ethical practice, clinical competence, and spiritual alignment. I do want to ground what I'm going to cover with the episode today in this mindset because Freed Up is a platform as well. And opinions and interpretations and statements are the reality of any platform. And that narrative that is shared is really the belief system pulled from some of those other areas that I mentioned. So I did want to just kind of ground what I'm going to cover next with that in mind, because that's only fair. And it is the reality of any platform. Know that you get to choose what you will adopt as your belief system and that which connects with your own values. I do hope that as you take in so much from social media, that you will be prayerful and thoughtful and discriminate about who and what you choose to consume and adopt as part of your guiding light in North Star. So all of that said, I want to offer what I believe are some deep dive moments which will help us dig a bit deeper into a few popular phrases or positions, I suppose, that I'm hearing and seeing quite frequently, which are aimed at addressing mental and emotional health. And as always, you know, you need to sit in your quiet spaces and reflection and prayer and just ask God to speak to your heart about this as well. Because if we're going to make the investments into our growth this year and see those develop and sustain, we're going to need to discern what will help us in our planting seasons, right? So I'm going to cover just one of these phrases that, again, I've been seeing floating around and I want to unpack it with you so we can kind of drill down on it together. Now, there are many others but we don't have the time to get into all of them. So just know that we'll discuss them in future episodes and even surface some of them with guests who will come on the podcast throughout the year. Okay, so let's get started. This first statement that I want to dig into is this. You are not broken. You are perfectly fine just as you are. Now, on the surface, this sounds really good and empowering. And yes, it's well-intended, super positive. It sounds really fluffy, fuzzy, and affirming, right? And yet, as we deep dive in this moment, the truth is that we really are not totally perfectly fine as we are because we are all broken in some way. And so I just want to offer for a moment, because I want you to sit with that because it can be hard to hear, but I want to just offer for a moment some synonyms for what broken means. It means imperfect, flawed, something that is damaged or impaired or wounded. Now, I would agree with Brian Stevenson, the renowned civil rights attorney whose career highlights were chronicled in the movie Just Mercy. You probably saw it. I hope you did. And if you haven't, you need to. Stevenson has talked about being perplexed about society's disdain for brokenness. When in fact, we all are. We live in this world that is extremely fragmented, which is another close word relative to broken. And this world is falling apart daily and sometimes seemingly on this accelerated path to ruin. Now, I know I don't have to convince you of that. You are in this just like I am. And if you're watching closely with all of your good eyes, you know it's a whole lot right now. So it stands to reason that we are affected and infected by our environment. 
thus the term, we are products of our environment. Listen, we are imperfect. We had imperfect parents. We are imperfect parents. We are flawed in our thinking. We are wounded by losses, heartbreak, oppression, poverty, impaired by inequality and injustices. Like really, we are broken. And from the spiritual perspective, King David would say it like this in Psalm 51 and 5, that we were born into a sinful state and we were fashioned and birthed into iniquity. That's brokenness. Jesus himself in the gospel of Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, said this after walking through many of the towns and villages around him and seeing the condition of the people, this scripture says, looked harassed and helpless weary and worn out like a sheep without a shepherd. What a visual. This means that they looked lost and not able to help themselves. And that had to be so overwhelming for Jesus because the verse goes on to say that he was moved to compassion. His heart was so hurt by what he saw. And so listen, the truth is that if we're going to get freed up and have a quality of well-being in our lives, we have to admit the totality of our condition. We are all broken people on a continuous path of healing. And while we are not where we once were and we can see our progress, we still need the reconnecting, restoring and redeeming mercy of God in some area of our lives, even right now. What I believe happens is this, that some push back on this acknowledgement because they believe that woundedness and brokenness is equated with our worth. And that is a mistake. Our worth remains intact because we are God's masterpiece created by him for good things. God assigns our worth. God affirms our worth and God preserves our worth. So nothing we do or think, or anything that happens to us, or we are experiencing will change our worth. Now, I've talked about this on Freed Up before in earlier episodes, ones that we covered specifically on identity. We are enough in our value to God because he gave us our worth, but that doesn't mean that we are not broken in areas of our lives because we live in spaces and places that cause us to have experiences that break us, that cause us to be flawed. Living in this imperfect world means we will be adversely affected by it. And if you haven't yet, just go to bed, get up and do that over and over again for a while. And at some point, you will experience the pain of a broken situation or relationship, and it will break you. It is inescapable. And listen, that is not weakness and it's not negativity. That's not being pessimistic. It's being realistic. But thank God he is a healer. Thank you, God, that you give us the strength to overcome what we experience. You know, God offers us his perpetual presence and he has promised he will never leave or abandon us. He provides for us by giving us resources to support us through the healing process. He protects us from other calamities that might otherwise have come our way. And he gives us his supernatural help to do things that we could never do on our own. We have solutions in him. We have hope. We have a remedy. That's God's plan anyway. 
to take this messed up world with messed up people and make it whole again. You know, the primary purpose of Jesus coming is found in his own words in Luke chapter four, verse 18. And he says, I've been anointed by the spirit of God to come and preach good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach freedom to those who are captive or held bound by their conditions, to give sight to the blind and to bring liberty to those who are bruised. As we acknowledge that we are broken and in need, here is the hope that is tied to our acknowledgement of this. Matthew 11 and 28 says, Come to me, all who are weary or mentally, spiritually, emotionally exhausted, those who carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke or my path, my ways upon you and learn from me. For my yoke is bearable and my burden is light. So now let me just say, clinically speaking, it's important for us clinicians to work with our patients and our partners in therapy from a strengths-based perspective and not a problem-based perspective. This means that we have to elevate the strengths, the assets, the skills, and the gifts of each person that we serve so that they can see how they've been adequately resourced to overcome the various challenges in their lives. But we must also understand that a positive frame cannot be put on everything. We have to support our partners in therapy, our patients based upon the balance of both the realities of the problem while encouraging them with the recognition of their abilities to press through them. We have to start with the truth so there can be an honest, authentic, and thorough growth process. we got to normalize brokenness, not as a dirty word, but as a place of need. Let me say that again. Brokenness is not weakness. It is a place of need. And we have to also normalize the effects of pain, of sorrow, of grief, of disappointment, discouragement, Not as something that only some people feel or as temporary occurrences, but as real life experiences that we all have on this earth. And many of those will wound us, hurt us, and yes, many times break us. We have to speak truthfully and not just positively that this life on earth is not heaven, nor was it intended to be. But the good news is that we can have a fulfilling life. And we can learn to accept and grow in and through those painful situations we experience. We get to develop our spiritual muscles and our emotional capacity to live a quality of life that we choose despite our circumstances. We can learn and utilize tools and strategies to support our mental health. And we can be real about who we are and where we are in our process, knowing that our brokenness does not minimize our worth. Say that with me. My brokenness does not minimize my worth. We are enough in God's eyes for him to take that brokenness and turn it around for his purposes and his glory. I want you to remember you are so valued, even if you are broken in some area of your life. Your condition only expresses your need. It is not a statement of your value. 
So we're going to continue to unpack these different phrases that we hear and see so that we can be sure that we're staying on the path to getting freed up by investing wisely, wholly, expectantly, and consistently. And I'm excited that our next couple of episodes on Freed Up, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into our next topic of conversation. We're going to be looking at the attachment theory. I'm going to have a guest on, a colleague, a friend, and a psychologist who is going to help us take a deep dive into understanding attachment theory and how it affects the relationships that we have in our lives today. So you definitely want to come back for that. Y'all always remember, you do not walk this path alone. I am walking right alongside you, along with the rest of the Freed Up friends. Know this, God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.